This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate with me today. Andy, that's our last full week before Thanksgiving. Are you ready? For the most part, yeah. I'm getting pretty excited. Are you? Are you going to do the whole big family thing? Nope. Nope? Nope, not this year. Oh, okay. Keep it quiet. All right. Uh, yep, we're very quiet, and uh, but that's okay. That's what I. That's actually what I desired this particular year. So, uh, in uh, and I said this yesterday. Make sure everybody, if you missed this, we have Jordan Goodman joining us today. Of course, uh, America's Money Answer Man. So we'll get right with it. Jordan, welcome. How are you? I'm here. I'm already for you. There we go. How is Jordan today? I'm all ready for you. All right. Jordan, you're a real man. I mean, do you hunt the turkey in the wild by yourself with your bare hands? Especially back there yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a I North do. Carolina. You do. I thought so. Nice. I like to strangle them. Yes. There we go. Yes, it works. Right. Ring, you, the, ring their I, neck you is what that's called. Around. Too many people have shotguns around here. Who needs shotguns? Do you, <laughs> just, do, do you just heavily tax them first? I mean, just to kind of show them what's coming? Sedate them is okay. often good. Ah, right. There we go. Speaking of uh, money and all of those things, Consumer Price Index came in unchanged from the previous month with an inflation rate of about 3.2%. And then, of course, the stock and, and the bond market you know, went up on that news. Explain all of that, if you would, Jordan, why that's the case, given that really economically speaking, I don't think we're in that great a shape. Well, what the Federal Reserve wants is for the interest rates for inflation to come down. And this is the key number they're looking for every month. So people were looking for maybe a 0.1 or 0.2% increase. We got a zero. So that was better than expected. Okay. Uh, the previous month had been 3.7% consumer inflation year over year, and now a 32 That's a pretty big drop in, in one month. Um, and so the feeling is that what the Federal Reserve has been doing for the last two years by raising rates so much is, is having an impact, and uh, they're not going to have to raise rates further. And that's why the stock and bond market took off like a rocket the moment that uh, came out this morning. Um, so, you know, it's relatively positive news that the Fed's not going to have to raise rates any further. Uh, if you actually look in the inflation report, a lot of different areas that have been going up have been coming down. Used cars, for example, you're very familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they had been super hot, and they've come down in price. Even health care came down. Rents came down a little bit. Uh, gasoline has come down. I mean, we have oil that had been in the mid-90s, and now it's about 75. And they're starting to see that at the pump as well. So across the board, you're starting to see uh, it's not just one or two things, inflation coming down, and that's why the stock market is so encouraged, because they don't want the Fed 
raising rates anymore. Well, certainly when you cripple the economy with higher and higher rates, you're going to lower inflation because you're going to shut down demand. But let me ask you this. Is this really great news? Because you're still hovering at 3.2% over last year, but that's over the incredibly elevated levels of last year. Nothing's come down significantly. I mean, you can, you can talk, you can talk my, you know, uh, an isolated thing like oil's down right now or whatever, but overall things are up. It's a very expensive Thanksgiving coming up for a lot of families. Well, it is. I mean, the rate of increase has come down. Right. right. That's what I mean. Increasing. Right. It's, it's not deflation where prices are actually falling. Although that's happening, for example, in China, we could talk about that more later, but uh, the, the rate of increase is slowing. Uh, that's correct. And, I mean, there are some signs, of, as I said, housing, health care, used cars, even some food prices have come down a bit. There are some other pressures uh, that are still inflationary. For example, in the last month, we've had a lot of union contracts settled at some pretty high prices. Uh, right. The UAW getting a 25% pay increase over four and a half years. That's going to be passed through in the form of higher car prices. I Correct. Think. Uh, you had hotel workers in Las Vegas. Uh, got a big pay increase, so it's going to cost more to get a, a room in Las Vegas, even though they're kind of expensive already. Um, you had the uh, SAG-AFTRA workers, the actors, uh, get a higher residuals, a higher pay, and maybe some protection against artificial intelligence. I don't think you can raise ticket prices at the movie theater very much more. <laughs> I think it's going to have to come out of the, the height of the movie studios. Uh, but these big labor contract wins to me, are inflationary in the long run because they have to be passed on one way or the other. Yep. Uh, can't argue that at all. And I was going to comment on the used car thing. Yeah, they might be down momentarily, although, Jordan, with what we just saw happen with UAW and even some of the other automakers raising wages, it's going to raise the price of a new car. As new car prices go up, used car prices follow as well. So if you can find something right, right now on either side of the aisle that is down and affordable, my, my suggestion uh, highly, and I'm, as you know, I'm a car guy, my suggestion is if you can do that now versus even six months from now, I would because they're not going to get any cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. The UAW, as I understand it, when the wage increases are implemented, the average UAW worker will be getting $89 an hour. Yep. Great for them, but the Tesla worker is getting $45 an hour. And Toyota, Nissan, and all the other non-union places in the country are getting about 50 to $55 an hour. So if you're charging $89 an hour, that's going to be passed through. I think it's going to make the big three less competitive, and they're going to continue to lose market share to the non-union shops like Nissan, Toyota, Honda, Mercedes, BMW, you know, there's all these other companies in the country here with factories that are all pretty much non-union. Yeah, but Jordan, you know, I really agree with you on that. It does make them less competitive. However, could there be a little bit of mad method to their madness? In other words, you look at GM. Um, they understand that they're already at a tremendous disadvantage being unionized where these other shops are not. Could giving these nice big rewards to these union, you know, these nice big contracts... Uh, create a huge demand for unionize, unionization in these other companies? In other words, could they have unions make their way into some of the other companies? Doubt it. I mean, because that it's would hurt those sound, companies. 
Andy, you're starting to sound like Sean Fain, the head of the UAW. I must say, I never thought I would think that. Uh, no. I, well, he's an evil man, and so no. But I mean, but but look. But what I mean is this. I mean, uh, if, I, if I am GM, I want some of my competitors to unionize because that hurts them. Right. And I want them to but be hurt. control it. I mean, the, what the UAW is arguing is, look, we got a great contract at the right. Big Three. We'll do the same thing for you. Exactly. Okay, but the workers have to agree. For example, Tesla, okay, which is the cost leader in electric vehicles, they're about the only ones making money in electric cars. The big three are losing money in electric cars. Correct. Their workers get stock in Tesla, okay, which is far more valuable than a few more dollars an hour. I'd much rather have there are a lot of millionaire uh, line workers at Tesla because they got Tesla stock early on. It's done very, very well. Mm-hmm. That's a great so idea. So that's an argument that Tesla has. Right. Is that we're going to give you stock that's going to be really valuable. Uh, the wages are relatively minimal compared to that. So, and Correct. I think they're going to win. They're going to battle a union. I mean, think of where Tesla has its factories. Austin, Texas. Uh, you know, they've got one in Germany. They've got one in Shanghai. I don't think the one in Shanghai is going to be unionized. Okay. And I guess they got one in Fremont, California. Right. Well, but, I worry more about like Toyota. Uh, being targeted by the union, but here's a question targeted, for targeted, but it ain't going to work. Well, John, uh, let me put this to you first, and then to Jordan, really quick. Let's say that the union targets Toyota, and let's say the workers vote to have a union in Toyota. I don't believe they will either, but let's hypothetically say they do. Toyota is not centered out of our country. Could they simply shut down and move? Be ex- very not expensive. Really. I know it'd be that. very expensive. I doubt very highly yeah. if they would do that. No, they're and, a major producer. And Jordan, you know this as well. They get some advantages tax-wise from being here versus what they would be doing right. overseas. So right. I doubt that. Yeah, wouldn't see that. No, they, if they were unionized, they would not pull up stakes and, and leave. Uh, but it, it does affect things. For example, there's a lot of factors in, in Mexico that in general are non-union. Right. And we move a lot of production down there. And the direction the car industry is going, as you well know, is electric cars, whether you like it or not. And many of the electric car battery plants are non-union as well. So, I mean, look at the long run of the UAW. 20 years ago, they had about 700,000 members. Now they've got about 180,000, I think. Do you think they'll make any... keep shrinking. Do you think, Jordan, that they will make any inroads to increase that number now because of these payouts? I do not. Okay. I do not think the workers at Honda, Toyota, Nissan, BMW, Mercedes, Tesla will vote for unions. They're going to try really hard to get in there. But uh, I do not think it's a no. different culture last, than the big three. Last question to both of you. I'll go Jordan first and John. Do you think, though, that Toyota and these other places will raise their uh, hourly pay a little bit? They already have. They've yesterday. already done so. And, yesterday. And, yeah, and maybe yeah. even a little yeah. more so. Because, you know, mm-hmm. just to make sure that this doesn't yeah, happen. they will. Already have. Toyota did, did raise their wages okay. after the UAW country a little bit. But, I mean, that, that would be Toyota's argument, is we've already raised wages a little bit. Uh, you know, unions... Come with some advantages. They come with disadvantages too. I That's mean, right. Pay union yes. dues. That's right. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, I don't think there's much difference in what Toyota did raise wise versus what UAW got, given that UAW is going to take a chunk of that back. Great. That's right. Yeah. So That's at the right. end of the day, yep. I doubt very seriously if there's much difference. Now, really quick before we move on, though, guys, one thing that everybody seems to forget, including Wall Street, is that everybody thinks now that the big three, and they're not. American companies, but that the big three, Stellantis, GM, and Ford, will be at some sort of a disadvantage over the foreign makers, and the reality is, no, they're not. And here's why. The foreign makers don't make trucks like the big three make. 
So the reality is, while they may lose out in some models because of some of what we're talking about, which, by the way, I don't think they will anyways, at the end of the day, Jordan, you know this as well as anyone, they will make it up all day long in their heavy-duty truck market, which those three dominate, and the foreign makers have nothing to compete with. Zero. Well, I wouldn't say zero. I no, mean, they have nothing, have... Jordan. There is not a foreign maker. You don't like the, the Tundra? States, it's not a full-size heavy-duty pickup, guys. No one besides the big three makes a three-quarter ton and above truck in this market in the United States of America. Not Toyota, not anyone. It's not made, guys. It doesn't exist. You can't buy a Super Duty in a Honda or a Toyota or anything else that's out there. They don't exist here. Yeah. Well, that's clearly where they make almost all their money. Correct. Uh, But where they're taking that money is they're putting it into electric cars where they lose money. Correct. And but they've, you know, as you know, Jordan, you, you, you of all people know, they've even, uh, all those manufacturers have slowed that down and or have changed, and this is an interesting conversation maybe we can have when we come back. You look at Ram and what they're doing with their new pickup truck coming out in 2026. It's going to be considered a quote-unquote EV, but it really is an EV with a, uh, with a V6 engine acting as a generator, which means it'll have a 700-mile-plus range to it, which changes the game in that world. And it's really, even though it's a plug-in EV, it really, I mean, it is and it isn't, because it still has an onboard gas engine, much like the old Chevy Volts with the V used to do. They just stole that same technology, and that's what's going to be coming in that truck. Now, you do that, that's a whole different game-changer than, in my opinion, what a Ford Lightning is. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a pure electric, yeah. It's going to be innovative in that area, but the, 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 right now, my understanding is the big three lose money in every electric car that they, they do. sell. Well, like I, I think you, well, you said it earlier. I think everyone does minus Tesla. That's right. And that, by the way, that includes Rivian, Lucid, all of them. I mean, even some of the right. EV-only makers are losing money besides Tesla. Tesla has volume. And they set up to be electric from the very beginning. Yeah, a lot of their early costs, they've, as you know, they've already covered. That's right. Whereas the big three are trying to convert from internal combustion to electric, and Correct. it's very difficult and costly to do so. So only difference I mean, is they can do that, lose money, and like Ford last year, still make twenty six billion dollars. Well, yeah, but I mean, over time, we have these mandates coming in, like in California, where all new trucks and cars have to be electric by two thousand thirty five. Depending upon um, who becomes so, president next year. Well, that's a state law. Yeah, that can still be changed. It could be, but I'm just saying there's a lot of mandates out there to, uh, you know, have uh, various um, um, electric cars coming in. And- yeah, but the problem, Jordan, is, and I totally agree with that, but the problem is is that those mandates tend to burn down a state, and, and, these, and you've got competition because there are 50 states, and so companies can move elsewhere, people can move elsewhere, people can change their buying habits. I think if they do that, they're killing themselves. It's already happening. I think people are moving out of California. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the high tax states out of Illinois, out of New York. Out of, I mean, I did. Lots <laughs> of other right. places. Right. Well, okay. Because Good of the point. high costs and the high taxes. Sorry, sorry, I got one last quick question because I know we're going to go more on this in the next mm-hmm. segment. I, and I don't want to. On interest rates, I had actually heard that there is some expectation that rates could actually drop a bit in July. Hold that thought. Is Let's that come back possible? To that. Let's come back to that. That's a okay. great segue. Hang tight. Jordan Goodman, America's Money okay. Answer Man. Question for Jordan, by the way. Text us. I'll get that answered. 307-200-8222. Speaking of finances, Bruce Simmons, he's a reverse mortgage specialist. Would love to help you if you've thought of a reverse mortgage, and sometimes that works very well for you. 303-467-7821.
A reverse mortgage can make sense for you if you are properly prepared. KLZ's reverse mortgage professor, Bruce Simmons, can help make sure you are ready. Many things you do not need to do first, like paying your bills off first or making certain repairs. And sometimes you will need to shore up some things on the home title or a repair that Bruce knows will be needed for the appraisal. The point is you can be prepared for a reverse mortgage and move now rather than waiting. In an interest rate increasing environment, acting quicker rather than later puts more money in in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914 American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Dr. Scott Faulkner would love to help you be the medical doctor that you need and not uh, obligated to big pharma and big insurance, by the way. Dr. Scott, give him a call today. You can find him by, by going to CastleRockCryotherapy.com or 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and integrative health care, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Level Engineering, I just saw Alan Davis. Actually, uh, Andy and I both did prior to walking in today. If you need anything when it comes to solar and whether it's a right fit for you and your home and your roof, by the way, give Alan a call today, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis understands how important energy independence is, and he wants you to know how to kick the power company to the curb. Worrying about outages and the cost of extreme changes in the unforgiving Colorado climate creates anxiety. Creating your own power gives you peace of mind. No more stress about leaving your lights on when you want to, running the AC to stay comfortable, or regulating your power use because it's all your power. You will have more protection against EMP events, cyber attacks, solar flares, and more because you don't rely on public utilities to supply your power. You own the power plant, so you won't have surprise fluctuations in the bill because it's hot or cold outside. Say goodbye to surprise power bills eating into your lifestyle. Alan Davis of Level Engineering has the solution you need for complete energy independence, and he wants to share it with you. So reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar today to learn more about how solar will change your life. God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. And we are back. Welcome, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. America's Money Answer Man with us, Jordan Goodman. Jordan, how do folks get a hold of you before we get started again on the next segment? 
Email me at jordan at moneyanswers.com is the easiest way to get me. All right, perfect. All right, Andy, ask your question one more time for folks maybe just joining us again on the interest rate side. Okay, uh, some people have, have said that possibly part of the bounce today in the stock market is because people are expecting in advance a rate cut next summer. Is that possible? Possible, but unlikely. I think the Federal Reserve wants to keep rates at a pretty high level and really snuff out inflation, even if it slows the economy a lot. And they would find giving up that easily and cutting rates only if there's like, you know, some kind of financial accident like what we had back in March, where we had Silicon Valley Bank and people were worried about the financial system. Uh, but no, I do not see them cutting rates anytime in 2024. I think they're going to keep them at the current level uh, for at least the next year. I, I agree. I, I disagree. Well, but I'll I, be the odd man out. No, 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 no. I, I think it's very possible they won't go down, too. However, here's my caveat, Jordan. What about politics entering into it? Because the guy who's running the Fed wants Biden to win. Biden, lower interest rates are going to help Biden and spur the economy, and he may want to do that just to play politics. Because here's the th- big thing. A lot of people are comparing um, Biden's performance right now to when he took office in January of 2021. That's the wrong way to go. We were still neck deep in COVID at the time, and so was the entire world. You would want to compare his his economic performance to Trump pre-COVID, to which there is no right. comparison. It's an absolute blowout between those two. And the numbers in polling are starting to really weigh against him. So is it possible that politics might push them to move the rates down? I really don't think so. I mean, yes. the Fed, he's appointed for a seven-year term. Uh, he's not going to be reappointed. He was already reappointed by Biden. And uh, I don't think political considerations really is something that they worry about. They, they want to get inflation down, and they're willing to take the political heat. I mean, it, unemployment's going to go up more. It, it's gone up some. It's still a relatively low level of 3.9%, but it's going to go up more. And they're going to take the political. You, you make it sound, Jordan, like the Fed cares about the American public and America in general. They don't. What do they care about? Themselves. That's it. Nothing else. Sorry, well, I will argue that one till I go to the grave. Prove me wrong. Okay, prove, well, prove well, that they don't care about me, anything but themselves. Let me ask they, you, no, John. No, really quick, oh, because keep in mind, Jordan, they were so late. Coming to the game, you know, coming to the plate, if you would, in regards to even handling inflation. Oh, it's transitory. Oh, it's not there. Oh, it doesn't exist. Right. These guys are nothing but a bunch of knuckleheads that care nothing about anything but themselves, period. I do agree they were late in starting to tackle inflation, and it got out of the bags, and that's why they had to raise rates so much and to keep them at a high level for so long. And I think they agree that they started too late, but they were worried that when... Uh, they should have started raising rates. COVID was still going, and the economy was weak, and they were worried that that would be too much for the economy to handle. But I agree with you. They should have started earlier. Well, I totally, and, you know, Jordan, i got to totally agree with John on one thing. Their comments and their statements were totally politically motivated and dishonest coming out of the Fed. They were completely dishonest. So here's I mean, my they qu- knew at that time, guys, <clears throat> that we were literally yeah. printing money like no tomorrow, they call inflation transitory, and yet they're the ones injecting all of this. And again, I, I'm lied. sorry, Jordan, I'll just go back to, if they really cared about the American public, they would have done things completely different than what they've done up to this point. They don't care. Well, I mean, they were push- pushing money to the economy, I agree, about $5 trillion. And remember, on the fiscal side, the government was spending a lot of money on all kinds of stimulus, the PPP program, and handing checks out to people. 
But the fiscal and monetary side were extremely expansionary during the COVID period, and that's True. part of what led to inflation. So was, I'll, I'll give blame equally to the Fed and the Congress. Okay, but John, let me a question for John. John, you're saying that it's all about themselves. They don't care about the American people. They only care they about themselves. Live, they, they don't even know okay. what's going on on Main Street. All right, but then why would them either dropping the rates, say, a half point in July or not doing so, Why? how would that decision benefit them versus the American people either way? Well, keep in mind, these guys make money. In other money. words, give me their selfish the, the, motivation. These guys make money on things that no one, none of the rest of us have the ability to even make money on, despite what they're supposed to be doing or not doing, Jordan. Same with senators and, and politicians in general. These guys do insider trading. They make deals happen all the time. It's why they enter in as you know thousandaires and end up millionaires, if not close to billionaires in some cases, i.e. Joe Biden himself, Jordan. Uh, these guys yeah. don't care about what goes on in the American public. They don't know what happens on Main Street. The Fed has proven that over and over again, and they continue to do so. They raised rates too fast, too far, in my opinion. They should have let things settle down six months ago, but they didn't. Now, they're not going to have big problems to deal with, in my opinion, is they're going to have to lower rates to deal with those problems in the not-too-distant futures. That's my take. It's not going to help that much, even if they did. I mean, one of the big Oh, problems yes, it does, heard. Jordan, because guys like me that rely on borrowing to expand and do the things we need to do business-wise when rates are where they're at right now don't. If they lowered them and injected that type of capital back into the markets, things expand greatly. You know that as well as anyone. Yeah, it would help, but I mean, we're coming off a very high level here. And, and by right the way, now, including the housing right. market on top of all of that. Well, well, we okay. have mortgage rates of almost an 8% now. Correct. That really hurts the housing market Correct. Well, Jordan, I got a question for you, though. Let's say they decide to start cutting rates. Aren't people going to still say, wait a minute, I'm going to wait for them to bottom out. I'm not going to jump in and start spending all my money because you dropped the rates once. If you dropped them once, you can drop them two, three more times. Aren't people going to still hold back on their investment into the economy waiting, still, for, waiting for it to bottom out? Or will they jump right in? Still, what do you think? Still improves consumer confidence, right? Situations. Sorry, what, what was that? Down. I was just saying it depends on people's situations. They don't, like, move to a new job because interest rates are down by a half a point. <laughs> no, but consumer fly. confidence, as you know, Jordan, drives most of what we do in this country, and right now yes. there's not a lot of it. A rate down would change that immensely. Well, and Jordan, you moved to a different state because taxes were down. Right. That's true. It, it, so it, maybe it, others taxes, might do it with interest rates, uh, change their performance based on that. Taxes and interest rates and all affect. They're incentives, both positive and negative. That's right. And when you raise rates and when you raise taxes, you incentivize people to, to leave and not to stick around. That's what's happening in California, New York, Illinois, the high-tax states. All right, we come All back. Right. Let's talk about the dysfunction in Washington since we're kind of on sure. that anyways. Let's get right into that. We'll come right back and do that. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Your front door and the security of is a big deal. Call Dave today. Find out what he can do for you in that, in that arena. KLZRadio.com is where you find him. Veteran Windows and Doors realizes that your front door is your home's signature statement, and they can perfect the design and installation at a fraction of the cost. You want a front door that is energy efficient, durable, and increases the value of your home. That's why Veteran uses Provia Signet doors with the highest quality materials and customization options to match your home's unique style. Owner Dave Bancroft is confident he can beat any national company's price for Provia doors by 30 to 50%. 
there's no reason to pay more for the same door. And Provia recommends veteran windows and doors for installation of their products because they know that veteran uses a stricter installation method above what is required. You get a gorgeous right for your home door at the best price and installed correctly. To design your home's new front door with veteran windows and doors, go to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, speaking of used cars, Jordan mentioned this earlier, and yes, they are down a little bit right now. If you want a good deal, this is the time to do it. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com is the place to go. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Pops Garage Doors, if you've got a problem with your door, they've got the, the fix and the solution, and they've got springs made in America that will last 20 years guaranteed. Pops Garage Doors, find them at klzradio.com. Pops Garage Door knows that nobody wants the frustration of trying to leave your house only to discover that your garage door won't open. You want a garage door that lasts a lifetime, and Pops Garage Door is the company who can guarantee that will happen. This is why Pops uses LiftMaster Garage Doors with a lifetime warranty. The new and improved LiftMaster Garage Door is whisper quiet with built-in brighter LED lights that never need replacing and a camera for your safety and convenience. Pops doesn't want you to hassle with your garage door not working, so they offer the highest quality garage doors. LiftMaster Doors also come with a backup battery, a keypad, and sensors to help keep your home safe and secure. These newest features allow you to conveniently open and close your garage door with your cell phone, so no more worrying about deliveries. You want to rely on your garage door for years, so upgrade your garage with a LiftMaster from Pops Garage Door by going to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, folks. Anything you need when it comes to your furnace. If you want a great deal on a furnace, you want to upgrade, save money at the same time, they can do that for you. 303-656-5467. As the cold winter approaches, so does the dry winter air. And Cub Creek has what you need to keep your house from drying out. When the climate in a home is too dry, it can lead to annoying things like dry skin, static shocks, nosebleeds, and allergy issues. But it can also lead to serious health concerns, such as respiratory issues like asthma, immune system problems, and sinus infections. In addition to the health issues, dry air in your home can decimate hardwood floors, cabinets, and other wood in your home, leaving you with costly repairs in short order. Cub Creek partners with April Air Humidifiers 
and they can accommodate any size or style of home with both steam and fan-powered humidifiers. And if a whole home humidifier isn't right for you, Cub Creek will recommend a smaller unit that they trust. The Ream certified pro partners at Cub Creek genuinely care about your home and comfort. So reach out today by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Okay, uh, let's talk about the knuckleheads in Washington and kind of where they're at and what we're up against. And we've got a, a you know, a, a, a uh, what am I going to say, a, a, a budget um, what am I trying to say here, Jordan? When is the deadline for that? Is it November 17th? Am I right on that as yeah, far as government Friday. shutdown goes? Friday. 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 They're not going to yeah. get a deal by then. No, they're not going to have Are they going to extend it? What are your thoughts? I mean, they may have another continuing resolution, but even that, uh, there's just such splits within the Republicans and between the Republicans and Democrats in the House and between the House and the Senate. I mean, we've got three days to go. They've been, they, they wasted three weeks trying to elect a new speaker. Right. Um, and it's going to come down to it again. Maybe they'll pull the rabbit out of the hat at the last minute and do a continuing resolution and not go shut the government down. But right now, I would say it's looking like they are going to shut the government down, which is not a good thing to do right before Thanksgiving, and who knows how long this is going to take. They're just dysfunctional. And one of the things just happened on Friday is Moody's, the big uh, rating service, put the U.S. government on watch for downgrading the debt. We currently have AAA. They didn't actually lower it, but they said they're on watch to potentially lower the credit rating uh, because of all the shenanigans going on in Washington. You know, now, but going on for a long time. It just seems to be dysfunctional. I think it's coming, don't you, Jordan? The downgrade. Yes. yes. I mean, yes. It, yes. It, it seems that way. I mean, S&P downgraded from uh, AAA to AA plus in 2011, um, and the shenanigans have only gotten worse. I mean, again, it's, it's not only between the parties, but it's inter-party. Uh, the reason Kevin McCarthy was thrown out last time for making the, the continuing resolution go through is that he dared to actually work with Democrats, and that's considered a, a terrible thing you should never do. And so he got thrown out for doing that, which gave us the continuing resolution that was getting us to this coming Friday. Right. Um, I have not paid much attention. Actually, to be honest with you, Jordan, unless you've seen something I haven't, there hasn't been a lot of talk one way or the other as to what they're even doing and whether they're going to, you know, in other words, the hat hasn't been tipped yet that I've seen. Am I missing something? Well, the, uh, the new secretary, the new speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has talked about a two-tier system where there'd be a first uh, continuing resolution covering certain things, and then a second one later covering other kinds of things to kind of get them through. Right, but the big uh, but, problem is the Democrats, especially the ones in the Senate, want it bunched so they can play politics right. with it and lump it all in. And then on top of that, President Biden has made this proposal for roughly $100 billion for Ukraine, uh, Israel, the southern border, uh, all kinds of other things, an additional supplemental on top of everything else for another $100 billion. And, of course, you've got an active war going on in Israel, an active war going on in Ukraine. 
and we are supporting them. And so that's kind of caught up in the politics of this as well. But his proposal, and I'm sorry, I don't want to get too political, but his proposal is ludicrous because it belies the fact that we've already sent Ukraine massive amounts of money. It is Israel now that needs, let's face it, that needs the, the larger injection. Ukraine, my goodness, we're basically just funding a war. I would disagree with that. Ukraine's going through a lot of ammunition, and if we don't give well, them a yes, lot of money, they soon, they're going to run out. Well, yes, they are, but... but, Let the EU fund that one. Yeah. Why are we messing with that that, one, That's what I'm saying, Jordan. I mean, for crying out loud, we are, let's face it, we are Israel's big backer, and everybody knows it. Right. And and we have not been putting all that big money into Israel, whereas we have Ukraine. And meanwhile, as John just said, you've got Europe there with Ukraine. Why can't they pony up more? They are. They are. Oh, not enough. Not a fraction of what we've done, Not enough, Jordan. You're right, they are, but not enough. I mean, we've run out of ammunition to give Ukraine. <laughs> it's just literally, that's why we find old stuff like the cluster bombs, which were hanging around forever. We gave them to Ukraine because we had no regular bombs left to give them. So, I mean, it's an active war. Now, Ukraine's made some good progress on a lot of different fronts. And here the winter is about to arrive. And if they don't get the ammunition they need, Russia's going to be on the offensive again. Well, it's, a, it's a crime. This is why you're hunting turkeys with your bare hands. We're out of ammunition. <laughs> it's true. So they need money, they need ammunition. I mean, we're trading them on F-16 fighters. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a long, bloody war that's going to last a long time, but we don't want the Ukrainians to lose by running out of ammunition. I have no comment. This is a dog that, frankly, I'm not sure why we're in the fight of. I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't think you want Russia taking over Ukraine, and Russia would then start going after all the other places, you know, Romania and all the other places, I mean, it's, it's, so like Andy said, let the EU step up and handle this more. Why are we the number one contributor of this right now? Why isn't the EU doing more? It's called NATO, okay, and we are part yeah, of and NATO. And we are the biggest contributor to it as well, correct? Correct, correct, correct. That's right. These are smaller countries in Europe. They, you know, they did increase. Under Trump, he pushed them hard yep. to increase their contributions, and yep. they did. Maybe not as much as we did, but these are smaller countries, and they they do increase their contributions. And they've, you know, but we we need to support Ukraine as far as I'm saying fully, and they're talking about sixty billion. For but, Ukraine, but but fully fully for fully implies a blank check, Jordan. And I, and yeah, by the I way, and you know, as, and you know as well as I do, the money is going to Ukraine isn't all being used in a non-corrupt fashion. Most of it's going into munitions, I think, and I really do not want Russia to win over Ukraine. I really don't. I think that would be a very bad thing. I mean, and I don't want Hamas to win over Israel either, and I don't want China to invade Taiwan. No, and I if agree Russia with you on all three. It's just that we've poured com- so much well, in. Which comes back to, Jordan, this is something that you, know, you and I will agree on. We as a country have to be as healthy as possible to make things happen. Unfortunately, yeah. we're not. We're the house on the block that's already borrowed everything to the hilt. We've hawked every single thing we possibly could, including our grand great-grandchildren's futures we've hawked, and we're now going to do it even more to help the neighbor that has nothing. At some point, we have to be more healthy, and we're not. So in, just let's talk about the current situation. In the fourth quarter we're in right now, the United States is going to borrow an additional $700 billion yep. in additional debt. Yep. So I agree with you. We're, we're spending way more than we're taking in, and we're making up a difference with debt. Um, and that's what they call crowding out. Was the U.S. government, the Treasury, will pay whatever interest rates necessary to raise the money 
to fund government operations. But that's not true of corporations. So if the U.S. government just keeps pouring this new debt into the market, that crowds out traditional uh, corporate borrowers and individuals with higher interest rates, and it, it slows the economy. We, we, but getting that spending under control has been impossible with <laughs> the deadlock in Washington. And, and the, all the military stuff we're talking about for Ukraine and Israel is on top. We're already spending, what, $700 billion on, on military. Yep. And we're talking about an additional $100 billion for Ukraine and Israel. And, and frankly, we're not even spending it. I mean, we are to an extent, I, I guess. But directly, we're not spending it on our own freedom. We're spending it on other countries' freedom. Well, I think Ukraine is very, very courageous in fighting the you I know, think they have their own Russia. corruption issues as well they need to get under control. And frankly, if I was in charge, Jordan, that would be handled prior to me writing any more checks. They have, and I think Zelensky has cracked down on corruption. It's not perfect, but, and they've had a lot of corruption over the many years. I agree with you, but I think he's cracked down. He's fired some people who were shown to be corrupt in various ways. Jordan, so it's not perfect, but it's better than most. Well, first of all, I think he's a far cry from perfect. But, but even setting that aside, I, too, am anti-Putin. The man yes. invaded a country. I yes. don't want him to succeed. I'm with you. I get it. Right. But here's the thing. Hypothetically, Jordan, um, by that reasoning... Do we, who are already, as you said, $700 billion over... In this last quarter it, Just in this last quarter, do we, right. do we need to stop and totally and almost totally finance the defense of every single country around the world that gets invaded by a bad guy? Well, there aren't any other ones other than Hamas and Israel. <laughs> well, I'm aware of at the yeah, but, but I'm talking hypothetically here. Are we the ones who, who are supposed to pay for it? Does the American taxpayer, who is already, as John just said, in hock all the way to their great-grandchildren, are we supposed to pay for all of the defense of everybody everywhere all, all the time? We can't. How do we no, keep we doing this? We've because, got to stop at some point, guys. Because we Taiwan, Taiwan could very well be coming, Jordan. So what do we do about Taiwan? You think we should just let the Chinese take them over? No. No, what, what we need... I actually think we have, a, we have much more of a stake there than we currently have in Ukraine. What we have to have, guys, and we don't right now because we have a bunch of knuckleheads running Washington, we've got to have a strong defense. We've got to have a strong economy. We have to have our ducks in a row. We've got to quit letting uh, the folks that want to spend money on all these ridiculous social programs that we keep spending money on. We have got to stop the bleeding at some point. And we don't have any politicians with enough kahunas to say what I just said, period, across the board. Well, if you look at where we spend the money, there's four big areas we spend the money. We spend it on Social Security, right. yep. Medicare, defense, and international debt. Right. Those four things is like 85% of the budget. The rest of the government is a rounding error when you get down to it. I like to say the, the, the federal government is an insurance company with an army right. that pays interest. Right. Um, so what are you going to do? You're going to cut Social Security? You're going to cut Medicare, you're going to cut the defense budget, or you're going to cut interest on national debt? I mean, all four of well, those you cut the, but number one, you, Again, the Fed could help cut the rate on the interest overnight by lowering our own interest rates. They're, short, they're sort of shooting themselves in the foot by having high interest rates. I know they had to do that in a way to slow down the inflationary issues we had, right. which, again, if they would have started earlier, we wouldn't be where we're at today. Uh, regardless, we are here now. But, again, they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing what they've done, raising interest rates. Again, if they would have cut things back... Six months ago and said, listen, guys, we're going to level things off, see how the economy plays out. We've made, you know, at that point in time, they'd made about a 3% rate increase at that point. They could have stopped and seen what happened moving forward, but they're so stupid they didn't. Well, you are right that it is costing us a huge amount. Now, what we have... And by the way, Jordan, you're talking to a guy with a high school education only that has a better handle on this than they do. 
Yeah, so the problem right now is a lot of the debt is short-term debt. It matures in the next two and three years. Correct. So debt that we were issuing in, say, 2019, 2020 at 0% or 1% much lower rates, when that matures, it's going to be maturing at 5 and 6%. So that's going to cost a lot in itself. Because that's a time bomb. Up. Right. It is. And that's, that's, so we're adding to the debt, and the debt that's maturing is being replaced by much higher yielding debt, which correct. is going to cost a lot of money. That's correct. Which, again, I mean, they could the next fix year, overnight so by spend, just adjusting rates back down some. Within the next year or so, interest is probably going to be the largest uh, expenditure of the Correct. federal government, more than defense, more than Social Security, more than Medicare. Correct. Because of the amount of debt and the interest rates we're paying on the debt. Yep. That's correct. Yeah, it's, and, and guys, think about this. We'll take a break and come back and finish up with you is how do we get out of this spiral? We'll talk about that in a moment. Jordan Goodman, again, America's Money Answer Man. Uh, text me if you got any questions specifically for Jordan. I'll read those. I apologize. We've been busy. I haven't got to that. I will do that here in a moment. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Any plumbing problem you've got from the, the water coming in to the water exiting, give them a call. Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Low water pressure can ruin your day. But high water pressure can damage your fixtures and appliances, and High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. High pressure causes water to flow too powerfully through your pipes, so when it comes to the end of a line, it slams into your fixture or appliance, causing damage that potentially voids the warranty on the appliance or fixture. So if you're hearing banging in your pipes that sounds like this, you may have water pressure that's far too high. There are many factors that can affect water pressure, so High 5 installs a device to measure and regulate that pressure, so you're not damaging your toilets, faucets, fridges, or anything else in your home that uses water. For water pressure that's out of control, or even just to find out if it is, call High 5 for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-5, or go to klzradio.com plumbing, and tell them you're a KLZ listener for $50 off your repair. All right, speaking of all of this financial discussion, you can have your own on a personal basis with Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial. Don't forget to listen tomorrow between 2 and 2.30, where he's got his, has his own program here that runs right before ours, 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that now is the time to start planning for retirement. The older we get, the faster time seems to pass. Having Al coach you through your retirement plan means you won't waste a second. He will ensure that your retirement accounts respond quickly to changes in the market and changing regulations. Al Smith also knows that the most successful retirees he's helped have come to him long before they retired. Retirement may seem far away, but everything is relative and those days will pass faster with each sunrise. You want to enjoy the best days of your retirement. Travel, give, volunteer, and truly live in your retirement by contacting Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. Registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Michael Bailey Law, make sure your estate is in order today. Find Michael at uh, klzradio.com. 
mobile estate planner Michael Bailey doesn't want your Thanksgiving ruined by arguing again this year. What a great-looking dinner. It sure is good that we could all come together and eat some turkey this year. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, you know, I sure do wish Mama could be here. She'd probably get closer to leaving us. Hey, I wonder what her plan is with her collection of presidential chia pet heads. Hey, those are mine. She promised. She said I could have them, and she wants them on display at her funeral. You can keep whatever you want, as long as I get the money to pay off my RV. She ain't going to pay you nothing. She already said I'm taking over the finances, and I'm getting a boat. Woohoo! That settles it. We're calling that mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, I heard on the radio. He'll come to her, and he'll know how to make it all official. And he works quick. This holiday season, give your family something they can really use. An estate plan that keeps them from arguing at the dinner table. Contact mobile estate planner Michael Bailey by going to klzradio.com slash estate and get your house in order. John Canada with a cyber guy, John the cyber guy, when it comes to security for your business, cybersecurity, I should say, call him and find out exactly uh, how vulnerable you are. Find John at klzradio.com. John the Cyber Guy is keenly aware that there are bad people out there who want to steal your company's data and money. You hear about it all the time. A hacker steals sensitive customer information and demands a ransom before leaking it to the public or selling it on the dark web. Or a hacker enters a company's private network through an employee's home computer. The cost of ransomware and the associated loss of reputation from these attacks can cripple your business. John Kanata, the cyber guy, will protect your business and your customers from these bad actors. He and his team know the complex and ever-changing world of cybersecurity. They'll monitor your systems and protect your business from security threats around the clock. And they can do it at a price that works with your small business budget. Wondering if your business is vulnerable to the latest threats? Talk to John the Cyber Guy today to find out what they can do to properly protect your business. Go to klzradio.com slash cyber or call 720-593-6688. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man, myself, Andy Pate. Jordan, how do we end this downward spiral that we're on right now? I feel like we're on a you know merry-go-round to hell. Well, it would be nice if we had some unity instead of everybody fighting each other all the time. We don't see have a lot of that. And what's happening with electorally is that all the districts are being gerrymandered, so the right and the left are getting more... Uh, polarized from each other. Everybody in the middle, Mitt Romney, Joe Manchin, they're all leaving. <laughs> they don't want to be around. So we're being left to more and more extreme views on both sides, unfortunately. Well, and on the same token, though, as a business owner myself, when it feels like all one side wants to do is extract money out of my pocket so they can go give it to somebody else that hasn't worked as hard as I have to get here, yeah, Jordan, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You're right. I agree. I agree. And that's why when people have control over it, they move from a higher tax state to lower tax states. And, and you're right. I mean, they, you tax people too much. Like what's happening in California, Illinois, New York, other high tax states, people leave. Yeah, you're and, right. And, and what, you know, I think, again, what the feds forget, because they don't know Main Street, is guys like me that own a business and inject money back into, the, in, you know, into all sorts of industries on a regular basis. When I feel like things are really 
out of whack. Interest rates are high. I still do business, but am I going to inject as much into the business as I normally would? Am I going to expand like I normally would? Of course, Jordan, the answer is no, because until I can see these knuckleheads getting control over some things and I see even a hint of interest rates going the other direction instead of up, I'm not going to invest anything extra into anything. And it's something these guys have not figured out yet is what makes the John Rushes of the world spend money. They don't get that. It's about incentives, and you're right. And and the incentives are not. I mean, we have incentives, for example, for renewable energy, uh, which need to end. By the way, that, that that whole that whole nonsense is utterly a downward spiral in and of itself. Because number one, it's not green. Number two, it's not helping the economy at all. Zero zilch. Well, we are building chip plants. We are doing some things to try to renewable energy through incentives. I, I don't consider right. chips renewable energy, by the way. That's a whole other sector of the economy, and it's not renewable energy. Yeah, those are two separate things. But we are investing in chips. I mean, a lot of private companies have invested Correct. in chip plants because of the incentives that are out there. And the same thing with renewable energy. You have the, we talked about the car companies investing in electric cars in a big way, for example, and solar panels. And, and really quick, though, Jordan, and, and bear with me here. Getting an upper-income individual... <laughs> giving them an incentive to buy an EV that middle America, by the way, can't afford to buy because it just doesn't fit their lifestyle. They don't have the ability to charge it on down the line. We go, and it definitely doesn't fit the lower income, poor end of it, if you would. So giving incentives for the rich to buy cars to me makes no sense whatsoever. Well, you're right. I think it's like a $7,500 tax credit. And if you're in Colorado, it's twelve five total. Guys, we're running out of time. Can I give you the things that won't happen, but they should? Okay. Okay. Number one, we have to. This is what we have to do to turn the ship around. And I'm serious. We have to shut the border down. We the cities are overrun. We have to go to merit based immigration. We need to do it right now. Number two, we have to rein in entitlements. No money for nothing. Uh, We have to transition to privatization. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Number three, we got to replace being the world cop with America first. We cannot afford to take care of the entire world because the entire world is not paying us to do it. Correct. Okay. Number four, we have to unleash oil, gas, coal, nuclear, all of these things, because that will generate the income we need to raise our tax base. And number five, finally, John just said it, stop all green energy subsidies. They destroy every country that does them. We have to stop. Now, I know none of that will happen, Jordan. I know it's not politically feasible. I'm saying if we did all those things, we would completely turn around our economic state. Go ahead. Well, I agree with some of those things, not all of them. I think it's good to have renewable energy. You might not agree with it, but I think it's good. You can have it, but I'm talking about the subsidy. I'm saying let the free market do that, though, Jordan. Yeah, well, I mean, to some extent, the free market is doing it because solar costs have come down a lot. They are competitive now, in many cases, with oil and gas. So the free market's working. Then they they don't need the subsidies. If they are competitive, then they don't need to be subsidized. Really quick, Jordan, one thing, and I know this will never happen as well. I'm fine being the cop of a country. What do I get out of it as a country, though? What are you going to give me? So Ukraine, I'm going to keep funding this for you. I'm going to help you defeat Putin. What do I get in return? And by the way, uh, the Russia, I, by the way, I don't just want because you're going to tell me that you're keeping you know Putin out of your country. That's not enough for me. What do I, as a U.S. as a citizen, what do I get in return? A safety and security in the long run. That ain't run. enough. I, mean, like I want tangibles. What am I getting in return? Yeah, not that, having Europe become a, a Russian empire. I mean, it's like not good enough. I want something tangible. I know we're not going to get it, but that's what I want. It, it's saying like we shouldn't have fought back against Hitler. Let them deal with it themselves. Different, whole different uh, scenario uh, yeah, than Putin. Pretty different. sorry, way different. Apples and oranges. 
<laughs> I think Putin is pretty close to Hitler. Yeah, well, really he's a terrible close. man. I'm with you there, but I think the situation's very. He different. hasn't annihilated six million Jews. It's not one and the same. Not even close. Yeah, well, he's a lot annihilated a lot of people. But anyway, I think we want to stop Russia at every turn. Can't disagree. And I think we'll stop China as, All right. as well. I'll let you go. That's a good discussion, by the way. We'll finish up after Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving, by the way, Jordan. Very good. Thank Thanks, you all. Man. Have a great it. one, Gordon. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. You can uh, tech, You can email him, by the way, at jordan at moneyanswers.com. American National Insurance is next. Get all your insurance questions answered and make sure you're saving money. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way. Saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, several things there that I think Andy and I can sort of come back and recap uh, through hours two and three. So don't go anywhere. Some of you probably have some of your own comments as well. We'll come back to that, though, in just a moment. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Myself, Andy, and Chris Sinicola is going to join us here at the top of the hour. And we're going to talk about the Pioneer Institute launching a new book, Restoring the City on a Hill, U.S. Civics and History in American Schools, which we drastically need. It goes along with what we're just talking about. We'll come right back. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon. Noon Rush, KLZ 560.